Hello there, my name's Merc, and this is episode 45 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Mother-Flippin' Curtin. Charlie, Rick's how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Rick Springfield. Rick my Springfield. Shirt, my shirt tonight. Special significance, longtime Star Wars fan, big collector of vintage Kenner Star Wars action figures. Had a, he was on a show once or twice. I think he lost some of them in a big fire and, and up in his, you know, North Hollywood neighborhood several years back. But yeah, big Star Wars guy. Go cool. figure, right? But yes. yes, this was the shirt I was wearing because I got this at a concert last month and this is what I was wearing today. And I said to April before I got on, I said, should, should I just wear my Rick Springfield shirt on the show? Because, you know, there's totally a Star Wars connection. So Absolutely. And I am wearing a Henley uh, because I forgot to change into a Star Wars shirt. So it, it quality content, great Up, costumes. Uh, upstairs, <laughs> upstairs, uh, upstairs was very far away to go change. Was, I actually, I had one like lined up and, and ready to go and, uh, and that didn't happen. So I'm not going to pause the show to go change into a Star Wars shirt. That's Instead, okay. Keep I'm going to introduce our returning guest. We've got Katie Q joining us, uh, you're hopefully familiar with if you listen to <laughs> on the network. Uh, and, and Katie was with us back in June to kick off our Kenobi coverage. Katie, how you doing? I'm good. I'm going to say that I'm dressed um, casual uh, business Sith with my black t-shirt. <laughs> Cas cash button up, yeah. button up cash like that. I, that's here. really good yeah <laughs> business sith casual that's Keep, uh, keeping it comfortable yet yeah, definitely yes. evil yeah exactly anyone listening to the audio is like i need to check out these amazing outfits oh, oh my yeah. god yes. head over to youtube yeah yes, i don't want you to think that i've actually yeah. cosplayed anything sith i'm literally just wearing a black t-shirt <laughs> right right oh, don't, don't punctuate the illusion i was there i was totally there <laughs> i was completely fooled i thought that was quality co cosplay content um and people well, although, I think should head over and subscribe i did uh cosplay as a sith once it was like generic sith person but i did have heels that made me like six five so that was cool i don't remember if we talked oh. about that in my backstory <laughs> oh wow oh my god i don't think i need that oh my god that's crazy wow. that would be very intimidating i think yeah it was really fun <laughs> yeah. all right I've done the, the Vader Immortal VR thing, and that's probably like a good yeah six, five, seven feet tall Vader like coming at me. Any kind of Sith coming at you like with that kind of height advantage is just like oh shit. Yeah, you Sith, get that you know? looming vibe, yeah. which is really right. pinnacle yeah. for for intimidation factors. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, we we did your Star Wars introduction last time, so I don't think we need to recap it right now, but. Uh, what, what kind of, what's new in the world of KDQ? Um, I mean, honestly, like as far as Star Wars stuff, I'm still just impatiently waiting for the Bad Batch. Yeah. That's, sure. that's sure. where I'm at is I just want more Bad Batch immediately. Um, I've already gone through and watched it a second time through and I just really want the second season. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As much as we want to see Star Trek Prodigy come back, right? Katie, Katie is my cohort. Of oh, yes. I yes. am so excited for Star Trek Prodigy. <laughs> I would Dang. much rather have that egotistical, narcissistic main character. If it was a word. Rather balloon, than Alpha if it or was Omega. Word balloon, there would be icicles coming off of it. And I love that you, <laughs> I love that you, that you duffed on the name of the main character of the show you said you can't wait 
to see. I do it all the time. I can't remember <laughs> these new characters. There's too many of them. I can't remember them all. Uh, well, I'm glad to have you on a, a Star Wars podcast instead of Star Trek because it sounds like maybe yeah, there is a little icicle coming from. Uh, I just hate <laughs> Prodigy. I absolutely prodigy. cannot okay, stand it, Prodigy. Okay. Just uh, no Prodigy. Well, I, I think that the Boba Fett feelings were pretty strong in this vibe as well. <laughs> fair, also fair. That was not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other projects that you're hoping to? Like, we're we're going to get into the news very shortly, and we're going to talk about some D twenty three stuff. But is there anything? Well, else is it just Bad Batch that you're really looking forward to? Bad Batch, I'm very excited about project wise, and I don't know if y'all remember when you asked me about my origin stories. I said that my favorite movie was Rogue One, so I was very excited. I actually saw this news yesterday and was going to bring it up to Charlie to talk about where Rogue One is coming back for a theatrical re-release, and I Perfect would. I'm not usually one to go back and rewatch movies in theaters, but I would be uh, tempted to do that. And right now, well, in Grand, right now in Grand Rapids, we do not have it on the books. It's, oh, it's no. not. It, it's no. not there. It's not there at North. I keep checking every day. I check just now. Um, but yeah, here in Grand Rapids, Mark, which of which you will have no context because you live in Atlantis. Um, but no, <laughs> here in and we have one of the and, and Oxtra is the expert. He knows all about IMAX versus LIMAX, like fake IMAX. Mm. Apparently, the screen that we have here in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids North uh, theaters, is the only real, honest to God one, or at least it was for the longest time, IMAX screen in the state of Michigan. And if they're not going to have this re-release, that will simply be a travesty that I can do absolutely nothing about. And be I just can't imagine that. Yeah, yeah, Celebration wouldn't get it in some way, shape, or form because they're kind of the big like hog of the in cinema this, complex. Yeah. yeah, in the greater yeah. West Michigan area. Yeah, so. really, really. Well, and, but it, the, the worst part is, is just it's a week away. So mm-hmm. they must really yeah. be holding out on us here. We're totally out of luck because, yeah, it's not, I don't know that it's playing anywhere in Michigan. I think I skimmed it and I didn't see it coming anywhere at all. So I'm super bummed. I hope, I well, hope. Maybe I'll just have to that. watch Rogue One at home and just get some popcorn from the movie theater and go home and eat it. Yeah, right. My that'll, own theatrical event. That'll, that, that'll teach them. <laughs> that'll teach them. That works. Uh, so to jump right into the news, uh, I will catch people up on what we're talking about. So Andor's release is coming up quickly. They're re-releasing Star Wars Rogue One in IMAX theaters Friday, August 26th. So like Charlie said, mm-hmm. pretty much a week away. Mm-hmm. Like this is creeping up on us. Right. And uh, it seems to be so far fairly limited release. Sorry, Kate. Right. Oh, no, I was going to say um, that you actually got me with both news stories because I'm also very excited about the Acolyte. You see, I bring her on your show and she does what she does. She just she just steamrolls right the fuck over the boat. <laughs> right, sure. That's good. Uh, I will stick on Andor for a second because yeah. this is pretty big news for a, a re-release. Like, this is the first time out of the trilogy. Like, they've never re-released... Um, pretty much anything other than like the special cuts uh, yeah, of, of the originals before yeah, 25 the prequels. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, so this is, this is kind of big stuff and it, it, it could kind of lead the way for maybe more Marvel stuff, more Disney plus content. Like, you know, let's do a re-release of some MCU movies before a new show or let's do, you know, like th- this is, this is kind of big, right? So like, do you, is there anything else that you guys, let's stick to Star Wars, I guess. Is there any other movie that you guys would love to see re-released in theaters that maybe you missed the first time around or, or would like to recapture that magic? 
I mean, without a doubt, I mean, and, and Todd and I will echo this, seeing the uh, special editions uh, re-released in the theaters in you know the late '90s was amazing because it all ha- it all happened in one year. I think they did it over the course of four months or six months, and we were still in college at the time, so it was like mm-hmm. it was early '97 was New Hope, and then like it was like six weeks later was Je- uh, was Empire, and then six weeks after that was Jedi. That was amazing. But the real brass ring that I think would be absolutely amazing to see is that when Disney finally decides to get off their tuchus and, you know, push George aside and said, here's the originals and, and, and to really to actually put those in HD, not being the despecialized fake bootleg one that I'm I'm certain I don't own and have shared. <laughs> but to see those in the theaters, that would be that would be beyond amazing. I think the only other re-release I can think of is it was in 20, maybe 2002 or no, maybe it was later than that. They did a 3D version of episode one and they were going to be like, this will be a huge, this will add more huge to the box office and we'll bring it back into the rest and i think it flopped and so i probably that, saw that but like that, yeah that pretty much not sparking a memory for me right because again 3d was it was a fad that gave us mm. avatar and you know you don't want to get me started on avatar because i absolutely <laughs> fucking hate avatar <laughs> but um i would i think seeing the original trilogy and again uh, katie katie and i both live in grand rapids michigan so when i say grand rapids stuff she's like oh yeah but the the wealthy street theater which is not at all far from here uh which has the tiniest little ass seats uh which is why i never go there um they will do revivals eight will bring back i saw flash gordon there the 1980 movie uh for the only time i've ever seen it there at the wealthy street theater but they had the they had empire strikes back recently and i would love to have gone to see it but i'm thinking about my ass in that seat bad experience mm-hmm. but still the like an original cut despecialized like in, done in a done in uh done in hd of the real, original trilogy i can't think of anything else that would be that much, much more exciting except for rogue one which i'm, I'm afraid i'm not going to get to see Katie, what about you? Is it like Rogue One your top choice? You sound pretty excited about that. I mean, as far as live action goes, that one would probably be it. I would honestly really love to see some, I'm going to go back to like Bad Batch and Clone Wars. I would love to see them remaster the Clone Wars or mm. like, especially like the later stuff because they did such beautiful cinematography with it. I think seeing like that climactic scene in the um, season finale where you have like, um, oh, the the clone facility sinking into the water mm. and you have like, you know, the light shining through as Omega's trying to like reach for someone. I think that would be absolutely beautiful to see on a larger screen. Um, but also I'm, I'm a fan of Dave Filoni in general. And I think that everything would be better in star Wars if he had a hand in it in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And boy, I tell you, there are oh, diehards that, that are very contrary to that, but I, you know what? I, I enjoy what comes out. I've enjoyed what he's done. I do too. Him and Favreau are the reason that we have, you know, it's it's two sides. You have stuff that people absolutely love, and then you have Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely I'm just thinking of that like season two Mando finisher on like a big screen. Oh my that god! Yeah, Imagine, I was like, thinking Luke Mando coming too. Up the the hallway and just like yeah. that emotion hitting you with with right. just surround sound big. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I've, um, I, I've, I, I've shotgun that episode several times. Really, yeah. that that last four pack of the Clone Wars with the Soka story during Episode sixty six. Think about think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, as a, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. Is we, it like we, that scene? 
yeah, one of our very early episodes of this show, we we streamlined and did just that. It was myself, it was mm-hmm. myself and Mark, and and Alex was one of the guys who used to record. Yeah. With. Um, I think that's the the finest work that they finest animated work that they've done is that four parter. It was great. Oh my god, it was great. Oh. I um, man, you guys got me thinking now about TV shows that I'd like to see on on the big screen because I, I, my original answer was going to be Solo because it's the only. And we talked about this last week with uh, with Alan. Um, and if you didn't listen to that episode because it's a long one, don't be intimidated by the length. It was a great show. True, uh, true. But uh, I I mentioned that I. I didn't really give solo uh, a fair shake the first time it came out because there was so much negativity surrounding the filming of it and all that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of missed that one in theaters or, or maybe wait it and saw it in a small crappy kind of theater, kind of yeah, like Charlie, yeah. your experience mm-hmm. that you're talking yeah. about. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, it's I, a wealthy like, I know theater. it wasn't like, I, I remember like seeing that movie and be like, yeah, no, I should have seen this like opening night, biggest screen possible, like right. best, we seats, went you know, we like, went and it, saw solo i'll yeah. never forget it it was the night that my stepson april's son graduated from high school so he had shit to do and we went to go see star wars <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome yeah that is cool well i can't wait to see uh yeah if if you guys get to see it. the the closest imax theater to me is a good five hour drive away so next week, not in the cards for me, but uh, this is, you know, I'll probably still watch Rogue One. Right. Before Andor and, and do maybe, Katie, you're, you're onto something there. I think ordering some movie theater popcorn, getting in right. the yeah. whole well, Katie, ordeal, you, you know, turn the you, lights down. And, you live a lot closer to the theater than I do, but I'll still go because I got my buckets. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie, if I hear about, I'm keep checking it, but as soon as I know, I'll let you know and then we can all go because that would be sweet. If we're, available. If, if we're available, yeah. yes. Perfection. Uh, Katie, you already mentioned The Acolyte. There's I know, rumors. Spoilers. About that. <laughs> I know, it's very, uh, I, I love just the, the quick moving through the news. So uh, let's let's move on to this one because this is, we don't usually talk about sketchy rumors on this show. Yes. We usually sketch. wait till things are like solid, reputable sources, confirmed not, news not, from not, Disney. Not the Bespin Bulletin. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what the hell is that? This is coming from some weird Twitter shit. Bespin Bulletin, like, <laughs> take this with not only a grain of salt, maybe a fistful of salt. Like, how really about, how about like a salt lick? Katie, you'll yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> really good nope. horse-sized salt lick on this one. But uh, we've got some, some rumors that Darth Plagueis is going to appear in Star Wars acolyte um this would be the first time seeing the this character in live action we we heard you know the tales of dark plague is the uh, dearth plague is the 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 wise um yeah what what uh katie let's start with you what are you what are you thinking about this news and and your hype levels for the acolyte i mean i'm excited about um senber coming on as um a cast member i think they'll be fantastic i think that they'll be able to bring something really great to the table i mean i'm more mm-hmm. i'm more interested or i should say what has kind of caught my interest is the fact that um leslie uh headland from russian doll is heading it up mm-hmm. um because i enjoy that show um so i'm i'm interested to see what they do with it and i you know as i have mentioned before as much as i am not a sith 
uh, or I could not be a Sith. I just don't have the evil in me. I think that the aesthetic is ever was really really cool. So anytime they do stuff with the baddies, I'm I'm 100% on board. So the fact that this is, you know, right at the end of the High Republic, the placement's a little bit different. We're not getting the same timeline of you know right, right before or right after you know the original trilogy. So I'm really curious as to where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know very much about Plagueis himself or themselves as a character. So that part I wasn't, I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll figure out who they are mm-hmm. when we watch the show, but I'm just excited about the show in general. Well, right. so far we have really two things for, for Plagueis. Uh, and the, one of them is now legends. So that's a, a, a novel um, that talked about, uh, Oh shoot. Star Wars. I think that was, Frig, what was that called? Anyway, it was a novel about um, it was just James, oh, yeah, James Lucerne's uh, Plagueis, unless you're yeah. thinking, unless there's something else. Okay. Oh, maybe it was just called Plagueis. Anyway, it's a, <laughs> it was about Sidious and, and Plagueis and, and talked about that downfall and whatever. Um, and the others basically, so, so if that's legends, really the only thing we have is that like just offhanded comment that the character exists canonically in, uh, in Revenge of the Sith. So they can do whatever the hell they want at this point, because we know that most of the legend stuff has been thrown out. They've kept ideas or names or whatever, but they can run with anything. Literally just go ahead and run, run with scissors, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if that's true, if it will, um, you know, lead up. Cause I mean, that's, yeah, they could, they, they, they could eventually, I guess, introduce the character depending on how long the character has lived or will live. Uh, we've got some Sidious. Yeah. It's very fuzzy. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, but with what we're going to talk about uh, later in the show, the movie that we're going to cover Sidious is his age is super fuzzy. He's, mm. he's cloned over and over and over again, which was a, a, definitely a piece of, uh, of the legacy of the legends piece of it. And, cloning was his jam and he grew Snoke and blah, blah, blah. So how many times had he been cloned? So how old was he really? Right. I mean, he could have been hundreds of years old. The first, you know, the mortal version of him was the Senator from Naboo, but you don't really know if he was really mortal at that point at all. He could have been the 50th generation of a clone who would, you know, was born 500 years previous. You never know. We also don't know species wise, uh, anything about Plagueis. So it could be, like Chewbacca's 250 years old. Yoda's 900. Like, right. fuck it. Could be a character that's like, yeah, these characters live for 5,000 years. Don't worry well, about it. Well, if it's um, Star Wars, he'll end up being Yoda's dad. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Absolutely. I can't wait to learn more about this show. So we'll we'll be talking about it here for sure. But I, I did want to mention that just because it's kind of a slow news week and it's a cool character, I think, yes. that they could have some fun with. I like uh, the last little bit, is a place where I again I we mentioned it before. I think we're going to be hearing more stuff about some uh, some some Star Wars content at D twenty three. But today we just got the official announcement that there's a Marvel Disney Star Wars uh, game showcase happening uh, for D twenty three. Nice. Uh, 
early in September. September September, September nine, which is the day after Star Trek Day. Hmm, so oh. much going on. Yes, mm. to be overshadowed. Star that's Trek. that's going to be a very busy uh, recording weekend for the Secret Friends United Network. I think so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be hosted by Kind of Funny's Blessing Adeoye Jr., who, if you're not familiar with video game stuff, he is uh, just delightful. He's great, and uh, I'm I'm very excited for this as a, a both a video game fan, a Marvel fan, a Star Wars fan, a Disney game fan, a Disney fan in general. Uh, this is this is exciting stuff. Um, they've already said that they're going to be highlighting uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which my wife is just over the moon excited for. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, which aesthetically I'm sure it's a card based game. Oh, weird. Um, not usually my jam. Um, but I might try it just because it's Midnight Suns and it looks badass. Uh, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which had DLC that's already wrapped up. So this could be brand new content or they could I, just be like, look how great I, our game is. The uh, only the only thing about their DLC, they were just character picks. There were no extra levels to play. So that's right. that's the drag. So that's right. where April and I, this was the first game that we played together. We got really wrapped up in it. For about three or four weeks, we were playing it. I think we killed a weekend. We're like, we're just going to keep going. And we, <laughs> we, we got to the point where we got to the tasks that were too annoying to do. And so we just quit. But if they were to drop a D, some DLC levels, we'd get back into it. And maybe that'll be our inspiration to finally finish it. Because we got to 98.7% complete. I mean, we really killed it. Holy. Uh, so there another couple of things I could talk about. The, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, Amy Hennig's new Star Wars game. So uh, that's that's another one from EA. Uh, she's the former Uncharted League if uh, or lead. Sorry, if uh, if you're not familiar with the Uncharted games, they're basically just like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that movie. With you know, with, I was just gonna say, if if yes. you're not a video game fan, Charlie, did you see the movie? My, we did. My we saw it right away, and Tom Holland is just so damn charming. He could really could use those Spider-Man clips and shit in that movie with all the stuff he got into. Him and Marky Mark, oh my god! Absolutely, yeah. My uh, my parents just watched that last weekend, and uh, and I I, I kind of I was there, but not really watching it with them, kind of thing. And uh, they they really enjoyed it, and I was like, yeah, it's based off a great video game series, and I'm very excited to see what Amy's new game is all about. Um, what do you guys think about this? Charlie, you're not a huge video game guy, but no, I, I mean, Lego you, Star Wars. You say Lego Star Wars. Yeah, you say Lego Star Wars. And I'm like, whoa, 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 look, a blue car. You know, it gets my my yeah. ADD right in the mix. No, I. that's what I love, but I, I love original content. And, and Mark, you know, because we've talked about it, and I've even sat in when you've had a gamer on this, and they're like, we're going to talk about Battlefront. And I'm like, I've watched the cutscenes movie, so I can talk about a lot of it. And I have, and I watch, I love Battlefront. Mark, I know that, that Fallen Order was more your thing. I've watched it several times. And Battlefront just really got to me because it was more of an X-Wing thing. Um, but I also love Cameron Monaghan as an actor. Loved him in Shameless. It's one of our favorite shows. Uh, loved his take on the Joker. So he's awesome. And of course, that's another one of those persistent sketchy rumors that oh we're going to get him in Ahsoka we're going to did, get him live did you did you see the interview that he just did 
Uh, uh, no, no, no. Tell me. I can't even remember what the interview was for. I saw like a little clip on uh, of it on TikTok, but it was basically someone asking like, you know, is there any talks about bringing Cal to live action? And he had this little shitty and grin of uh, on his face. And he was like, Oh, you know, like, of course there's talks. He's like, I think that's all I can say or they'll we, kill me. We, and like, we, it's very we, kind of jokey, but it was just like, yeah, we mm. Irish are really good at that. You know, like the, mm happening yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a matter of when and not if why yeah. else would they right model the character after him right and then keep bringing, that bringing him leader. back and bringing him back and bringing yeah. him back not just letting him fade out exactly so yeah yeah so uh i i i yeah I'm, I'm very excited for this katie how you uh feeling about all this this showcase anything <laughs> exciting you in there um, I mean, I played some of Fallen Order. Um, I did not play, I did not make it through. I think I basically got through Dothmere, but that's just because I really like the witches. And then at mm-hmm. that point I was like, ah, I think I'm done. Um, I would say that if the game was good, I just wish there were like a few tweaks in it, like some fast travel aspects or something. Because once you get all the way down to the bottom of a planet and then you got to travel all the way back up. Um, and it was just, it was very obvious it was not a, a finished game. And so I'm hoping that with the response folks got with the game, they get the time to actually finish it and really polish out, polish it out because that would be mm-hmm. really great. And I think it could be a really, really awesome game. Um, and anytime I get more BD, I'd be super great with that. Cause he's a cute <laughs> little droid. <laughs> Instantly one of my, one of my favorite duos and favorite droids. Oh uh, yeah. And that's like favorite. all of the characters are really great. Everything about it was really good. I just, it got kind of tedious for me. And then that's when I was like, okay, like the, it's more frustrating than fun at this point. Mm. That's that. that. That's where mm. we ended up with with Lego Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> it's uh. So for me, I'm a big Metroid fan, and if you're a Metroid fan, you've been playing that like me from from the the original NES days of of like if you want to get somewhere, you're walking back through the entire level. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I totally understand the frustration and I did find myself treating Fallen Order like an Assassin's Creed game or something like that where I was just like, I know where I need to go on the map. Just fast travel me there. Let's go. This has been done before. But then I'll go and play uh, a Metroid game and it's like, well, fast travel doesn't exist. I have to go traverse mm-hmm. my way back through. And if I there's like something in my brain that I have to turn because there's other games that I'm like, I need fast travel or I'm at uh, yeah. This one, for some reason, I was able to hit that switch and just enjoy it as a Metroidvania game. But like, I think it's because it's so action oriented that people, it th- there's something about it that it reminds people, myself included, of other games where you can fast travel. And there's those little quality of life improvements that you expect in this type of game. Mm-hmm. And because of that expectation, when it, it doesn't deliver, it's like... You, you either have that switch that you can flip or you're like, nah, fucking I'm out. Yep. So, and I, you're not nearly at all the first person to <laughs> say that. Like it's, it's a very, very common problem. I, I wonder if they're going to address it or they're just going to double down. And um, holy shit. Speaking of video game news, wave race 64 is coming to switch online. I don't know if anyone listening cares, but that's one of my favorite. Games <laughs> okay. For a year. Hey, you know what? As Katie is fond of saying, if that makes you happy, it makes me happy for you. Right? Right? I'm waiting for this for a year, and I mentioned Wave Race on almost every episode of Co-op Mode. That's my video game rant of the year. Charlie, I remember this game. Oh, uh -oh. 
I'm in it's trouble just now. jet skis and you can ride a yeah. dolphin through the waves. It's, oh, it's so magical. I love it. But <laughs> when it came when it came out, you were like, look at these crystal clear beaches. Yes. Yes. It's it's so great. Um oh man. Charlie, I can't get mad at you for mentioning Star Trek because I just went on a video game rant, okay. but let's get back to it. Uh let's one, let's, one, you know, one must one must be true to oneself. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Let's jump into the meat of this episode, uh, and that is episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. We're done our rewatch saga. Wow. Today. It's, it's been a long road. This has oh, been a while. <laughs> it, th- this has, uh, has been going for a while. We took a little break for, um, when did we start this? Just after, was it just after Boba Fett, or did we start it before Boba Fett? I this has mean- been going on for a bit. No, no. Well, no, we started because we, we did it, you know, uh, numerically. So we started with episode one. Mm-hmm. God, no, it must have been that must have been before Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's after maybe we, after we Visions. Did. Yeah, maybe because yeah. we, did, we did Visions in the Blast. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this it's been a long time and it's been broke up. So it's been going on for a year, maybe mm-hmm. nine months. Yeah, we've, very long time. we've been going on for a bit and and I'm. I'm both happy and sad to reach the end because uh, right. it's been fun. It's been it, it's been such a fun excuse to not only rewatch the films, which I do a couple of times a year anyway, but mm-hmm. watch them in a sense of like, why is this important? What are my favorite moments of this? What's the good that I can grab out of every single Star Wars movie, whether it's at the top of my list and it's a, a moment that like has defined and shaped my life. Or uh, it, it's my my least favorite Star Wars film, which is still a great film for me. But like, right, you know, like I want to pick out my favorite characters, my favorite scenes, my favorite moments. Why is this important? And and looking at the saga overall and saying like this is important because of this, and this fits into this overall. And it's it's been such a, a fun way to watch these. I don't know, Charlie, if you feel the same way or it, for me, it was never tedious going through these. It's been really, really interesting. You know, for me, I'll I'll reference it back to Star Trek. It's kind of like, I would even say just watching an episode or even watching a movie. And again, right now, Peter, who's our other uh, cohort on Code 47, we're watching Star Trek, the original series. We're at the end of that show when it was really, really not very good. But there's always something to glean from even the worst episode of an amazing performance or something like I'm watching a really bad one right now. But the significance of it is that it featured the first interracial kiss that was ever on television, an episode called Plato's Stepchildren, Kirk and Uhura Kiss, because weird little aliens are making them do it. And But it was it was landmark, but the rest of the episode is garbage. So there's always there's always a little something. And even I was messaging you guys not long before we got on, I'm like, man, the third act of this movie is like, there's they're Star Wars and the shit out of it. There's the explosions, <laughs> and vehicles, and there's the, the fighting and the this thing and that thing. And then Katie's like, yes, it's just, it's a lot of action strung together with total chaos. And what, how did Alan describe it last week? It was like a, a, a fantastic greatest hits album. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of like strung together with, with explosions or something. It's, it's, it, was, it was something along those lines. It was, it was a fantastic way to just like, yeah, it's the best of the Eagles or it's journey's greatest hits. Everybody's got it. Yeah. That's, that's it for sure. Uh, so let's just start off. What did you guys think of this? We'll start with you, Katie. What's, what's your overall just kind of like, 
view of of the rise of Skywalker. This is a divisive one, right? It, it, it Very divisive. Either yes. love or hate it. So, where, I, where, how do you feel? I will be honest. I think this is only the second time I've watched it. I think wow. that I've watched it in theaters, and then now I have watched it a second time through. I think I might have been seeing like bits and parts of it. Um, you know, when it's on the background at my brother's house or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I liked it better this time around. I still feel like the plot. Well, I was going to say the plot feels like it fell apart at the end, but I would say it feels very much like Abrams was like, we're just going to ignore the second movie mm. and we'll just make the movie, the second and third movie I wanted to make, but put them in one movie. Cause I was watching it half and like halfway through, I was like, you know, I think you could just not watch the second movie and you would not miss anything. And I, I, yeah, I agree. Luke, with Luke being that, a, yeah, Luke being a ghost could be easily explained away. But yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of stuff. And, and Charlie, sorry, I, I'm, to, to that scene specifically, Luke coming out as a ghost in this um, was was such a glaring course correction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether and whether you liked uh, uh, the, the Last Jedi or not, um, it was. Like that specific thing was like he catches the lightsaber. Uh, Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And at the start, it's of like the last what? movie, he tosses it right. And yeah, the it's most like what the fuck way. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it's like there's there's a lot of those little things like right. like Katie said that that seems like it's either a course correction or they're rewriting or whatever. Right. That one to me, and I've seen it a few times now. That one always sticks out as like. Oh no, that was him just being like, "Fuck you, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah." Go make spoons in because knives out was yeah. great, but uh, yeah, you know, right. it was, uh, like that's. Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like you know, leave the Star Wars. No, 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 no. I was gonna say you not, it's not it's not spoons in. It's uh, knifey spoony. That's a Simpsons. Knifey spoony. You, that's you played knifey spoony before from my favorite <laughs> my favorite Simpsons episode, Bart versus Australia. Knifey fantastic episode. Um, yeah, so Katie, what you said you like it better this yes. time? Yes, um, just because it it still feels very rushed, and I think it's because I was so thrown by spoilers. If you haven't seen, I guess why are you listening? Oh no, to this podcast we're, we're if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. In two um, years, yes, they by the kiss at the end, mm-hmm. I was just so completely thrown by that that it kind of tainted my entire view because I was like, "What are they like?" Because for me, I. I had seen them almost like a sibling rivalry rather than a romantic rivalry, especially with like the will they won't they with Flint or with Finn. I mean, and granted, like, I feel like they were just giving that actor like constant, like just say it with more smolder because I feel like every time he was talking to a woman, there was supposed to be smolder there. Right. Just anyone. So much smolder. But I just, it threw me in such a way. I was just really off put because it, it felt reductive to the characters. Mm. And so kind of knowing that that was coming, I could watch it with kind of a clearer lens. And also really appreciate just the settings and the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Like they, like you were saying, like this was definitely another greatest hits of just the visuals of Star Wars, which was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, they, they, and I, I find like they, they, where the last movie we talked about how you know some things were kind of flipped and you know the the ice planet turned out to be a salt planet or this mm-hmm. 
looked like that, but was, was kind of like flipped on its head. This one was just like, nah, screw it. We're just taking you straight to Endor, straight to Tatooine. We're going to show yeah. you this. We're going to show you that. Right. And it was, uh, it was more in your face, greatest hits kind of like JJ Abrams kind of style. I think a little bit of, you know, you, you, we saw that with the force awakens too, right? Like it was mm. just like, you liked star Wars. Well, like it again. Cause right. here we go. It was, it was the old, uh, the the greatest is one guy say, oh, hey, brother, let me borrow this record album. Oh, no, my brother, you've got to get your own, like from Say Anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was, that's, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, whether he was aping that very end bit where it was, you know, hey, here's Wicket with, you know, Mrs. Wicket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just watching stuff crash uh, down in, you know, Cloud City and, the one on Jakku killed me because I'm like, oh, I said it now. I'm like, oh my god, more shit in the desert on Jakku. It's like they just they can't <laughs> get a, scrappers are gonna you know they can't it. get a break. There's yeah, there's gonna be a whole new whole new chop field of crap. Um, but anyway, not to get too too into the weeds. <laughs> uh, we usually talk favorite characters. There wasn't too many characters introduced in this one there are a few zori babu frick for me babu frick is a gem uh janna and those like defected stormtroopers i I really wish had more time and well you know this is probably a good you don't know a single other one of them i mean did any of them have a line or have an anything babu frick april anytime what she loves all your cutesy. She loves Grogu. She loves. <laughs> she loves Dio, the little cone robot guy. Dio, oh my goodness, his yeah, little. Great. No, yeah. thank you, please. No, thank you. No, thank you. Exactly. Oh, it just it. breaks no. your heart. Such a, <laughs> such a polite little PTSD robot. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, and then of course Babu Frick, who we're getting back in the Mandalorian season three. We're getting him back. That was yeah. that was some of that leaked unleaked uh mando it which drives me nuts that we don't have that mando season three trailer that they showed at celebration which is just insane especially where that was the other news story that i ended up cutting because it's a sketchy rumor but like apparently they've already greenlit season four of mando so we haven't even seen a trailer for season right. three we've got well, it we haven't seen four. a trailer the chosen have seen the trailer <laughs> which is just it's a little ridiculous but you know what i from the the, the propaganda machine working overtime, they probably don't want to take too much of the shine off of Andor by doing something else. So mm-hmm. solid point. Yeah. Um, so fa- favorite new characters that were introduced or, or kind of like spins on, on old characters. Any, uh, any stood out for you guys, uh, Katie? I mean, Chewie is an oldie, but a goodie. Like mm-hmm. when he finds out about Leia's passing, he like falls to his knees and starts mm-hmm. screaming and like digging in the like heartbreaks. Yeah, he, he's lost yeah. time. Now, now he's lost everybody. Time. Which I know, like, and it was yeah. so sad. like, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, so Ray and Ben are sitting there like, oh, she's gone, and he just like like this seven foot tall behemoth just crumbles and i'm like oh my goodness poor baby someone give that poor fuzzy dog a hug please yeah it breaks me every single time um, and then bo also just Mm -hmm. just adorable every time adorable (laughs) i like the little broken things that need hugs oh right yes (laughs) or big broken things in chewy's put them together just one arm and there you go we uh again going back to the last episode we talked with alan about the original script for episode nine, Colin Trevorrow's original script and uh, Finn. 
having a more of an arc with those troopers, with the defective mm-hmm. troopers, Janna and the rest of them, and them coming in as kind of the cavalry with Finn leading with a lightsaber uh, in this time. So we, we got some hints of, of force sensitivity, but I, I really, in, in a lot of ways, like he, Finn does get a lot of screen time in this and he's, you know, Poe comes at him and he's like, I can't do this alone. You're my co-general. Let's do this. And there's a lot of, there's still a lot of Finn in this movie, but it's still, I have trouble watching this one knowing what they could have done, I guess. Like always being like, they're they're so close to Jedi Finn. Why wouldn't you just say, and that's what he wanted to tell Ray in the desert. That's what he wanted to tell Ray. That's his big secret. It, you know, first time watching it i thought and i think a lot of other people thought like i have feelings for you you're right but no it's, it's um his big secret is that i'm i'm force sensitive and he drops a, a whole bunch of hints of um of saying to to janna you know the, the everything's real uh it's all real which it was great throwback to, to han solo um his you know feeling when ray dies on exegol like he just stops and grabs the wall and it's like oh you know, right. He just he knows things. He knows uh, even like w- which ship uh, that the transmission's coming from that right. they have to go destroy and all that kind of stuff. Like he, they do everything other than say it. So my, well, my yeah, boy, you you get your redemption in the Lego Star Wars movies. The the some of the <laughs> right. one, which we didn't talk about. We have um, to get to that. It, it, it absolutely that's a component of it. I won't ruin too much more. Of it yeah. We well, and that's. Good that's like my big hang up with it too is that it made it seem like the way that it was written it made it seem like finn was just hung up on this idea of who ray was Mm. instead of it being him trying to commiserate with her over like being force sensitive and trying because like me watching it i feel super cringe about the way his character treats ray because it just constantly feels like i get reminiscence of the guys that would feel like they had an idea of who a woman was and then get feelings for that version and then try to like mm. shoehorn that in. Right. And it feels like that's what happened at the get go. And instead of him, like him getting over that and moving on, it seems like he never really got that arc. Mm. And so it makes his character really, really muddled. And I just feel like they kind of did him wrong that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, right. That was a question about favorite characters. And I, I just, completely flipped it into like i hate what they did with that uh so i'm gonna go back and say, <laughs> oh i think again, you can appreciate both. the character and um, not like how they treated the character and yeah. i do there and there's some certain things that i like i absolutely love like his um poe when they they land on the destroyer trying to rescue you and they, which way no idea follow me that's yeah. the most Han solo indiana <laughs> right. jones shit anyone has ever mm-hmm. said in star wars I and it came i love it in. i love it it's great yeah. um but you know, we, we, and another, another one, we, we mentioned our favorite character on the last episode and that's Rose. And, uh, Mm -hmm. so, and here's, here's my problem with this is a lot of my problems with this movie are behind the scenes problems. Yeah. Because in universe, Leia keeping Rose as a close trusted advisor making sure that she's the one detailing the plans of how this is going to work because Rose is so important to Leia and to the resistance. And she knows the mission of, again, let's recap the protecting what you love, not attacking what you hate. The whole crux of her character in the last movie. Um, That is incredible 
for Rose in universe as a character, but dismissing Rose, dismissing her with that line, and then basically not seeing her again until the end, which is like, right. hey, we won, cool, thanks. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> just sidelining um, the, the actor and and the character, and and basically kind of giving Zori that. Um, you know, they win by making you think you're alone. There's more of us. Like Zori delivered that, and that's a very Rose feeling line. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah, uh, up. So it's like for for me, I, I again, I have trouble differentiating what this movie is and what happened behind the scenes and what I know could have happened and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So um, it it's 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 minorly frustrating. But this time around, I did try to watch it with a, um, I'm going to say like my mom, because my mom's watched this movie a bunch of times and I talked to her about it this weekend <laughs> because I knew we were going to re- be recording. And uh, she just watched it with my nephew last week. Um, and she was just like, yeah, I just love it. It's it's like such a cool thing. They bring back, you know, Lando and, and this and that. And she always thought Lando was like such a cool, like suave character and stuff. And like, totally. it's not like wrong. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't kind of know the bullshit, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess this right. is kind of like that. Like we said, the greatest hits. It's it's it's. Um, so are you know, saying you you're saying it suffers from potentially being over informed or informed at all? I think I do for not, sure. I don't not, know. How, do you guys feel the same way? Absolutely. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and being and like you said, being informed, Katie. To your point, being informed to the fact that there's so very little in the Last Jedi that you need to push things forward. Uh, in understanding what's going on in this movie, because this movie begins and Kylo Ren is the boss, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's killing and hacking away and blah, blah. And he finally finds his way to the, to the big bad. And, uh, you know, in the first film, all you saw was Snoke as a hologram. So he could have just been a puppet the whole time. Maybe nobody ever met him and he was just the emperor. It was just the Wizard of Oz, you know, so you didn't have to have the, the throne room with Snoke's guards and the big fight and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And, you know, some other shit could have happened behind the scenes um, where you would have just jumped from seeing Luke, you know, kind of eye banging the camera at the end of the last uh, or at the end of The Force Awakens uh, <laughs> to seeing him as a ghost. I'm like, oh, he became a ghost. Was he a ghost then? It doesn't really matter. He's a ghost now. And he's saying the things that you would want Luke to say instead of being, you know, kind of a grumpy old bastard, which played mm-hmm. fine in that movie. But again, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Mm. I, I haven't heard it, Katie. I've not heard it said that said it that way. But yeah, you could. There's so very little of the Last Jedi that is necessarily informing of driving things forward in this movie. So yeah, it felt a whole lot like JJ came back in and was like, "Oh boy, okay. Well, this is real. This was really my three uh, arc for it. So let me move this and push this and do this and we'll have this line and do this thing and we'll shuffle this piece around." And mm-hmm. he was he was he was just playing Jenga and Tetris the whole time with that script trying to move things around to make the last Jedi go away. So I, I will ask a similar question. So last, last week, uh, famous Seamus in our discord, and I forgot to post questions for this week. Uh, I apologize. So I'm going to kind of recycle and kind of spin that one from last week, which was, uh, has, so last time it was, has this movie changed your enjoyment of, uh, the, the, the last Jedi for, for my question this time, has the content that's come since novels, comics, even Mandalorian dealing with some cloning stuff, has 
any of that changed how you feel about Rise of Skywalker coming back, talking about it now, feeling, d- does it, any of it make you feel less retconny and more like, yes, this was the plan all along. You know, Palpatine's been playing everyone. Uh, <laughs> for, for me, while you guys think of that, for me, um, it does a little bit, to be honest, like especially the the uh, the Mando stuff and and Grogu and and the Empire. Even back then, you know, the Empire you think is crumbled, but they're still working in the background. They're still right. Hydra, you know, hiding in plain sight kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they're still mm-hmm. pulling the strings and doing all this evil shit and looking into cloning and looking into force sensitive cloning specifically. Mm-hmm. And they want Grogu and all this kind of stuff. These these weird little threads that they've been very slowly pulling at in Mandalorian. And, and I, I think we, we might possibly even get a hints of that in the bad batch. Um, for, for me, uh, and I'm, I, I've started the, uh, the, the novel with, um, Oh shoot. What's it called? Um, the, the new one with Luke and Lando and Ray's parents. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's, it basically informs on, uh, it's the it's them chasing Ochi, yeah. yeah. It, it, so it's uh, there's there's a lot of this stuff that's now adding to my enjoyment of this movie and making it when I turn off my brain, making it feel a little less like yeah. JJ right. Abrams just wanted to fix some shit. Like it makes right. it feel more cohesive. Uh, have you guys experienced that, or are you still like I know what's going on? I I definitely feel that way a little bit more as I was saying about almost anything if I see it again and then like going back and watching an older Star Trek, this thing or that thing, or even something outside of that. And like, okay, well, I'm aware of this other thing or this other aspect of it. And Star Wars is, I'm not going to say unique in that, but because everything that they have with, you know, post Disney acquisition is under one umbrella. They don't really have with the exception of visions and maybe some of the idw like vader's castle and like kids stuff is considered to be a single cohesive universe Mm. kind of plays both ways when you get too deep into the weeds it's you know what did lando have for breakfast you know the tuesday after cloud city got evacuated but then it can also inform on the period of time which i know i know todd's very fixated on and i agree with him and that is that let's just get past return of the jedi you know, maybe a few years past it where we've got Mando, but there's still a story to tell. And we're finding out that, you know, the Empire was so big that, yeah, crashing a Star Destroyer and then into the Death Star and then blowing up the Death Star and knock over a few statues is not the end of the Empire. The Empire is so much deeper than that. Um, And this film takes that to another level because there was Empire, then there was the First Order, which was like the emo goth kid spinoff, but then there was the Final (laughs) Order with the thousand ships and the sexy red uniforms and the big guns on the bottom of the ship that was basically a Death Star weapon. I mean, the final order is where it was at. Um, So yeah, there's um, layers. There's layers to it. I would be interested in this book that you're talking about. I, I'm more of an audiobook guy, but I'm back enough still. To it, it is available as an audiobook. Yeah, I, I toss I, back and forth between which one to get, but I'm, I'm reading the actual yeah, book. I'm still trying to uh, get through the Aftermath trilogy, which was the what what happened in that year between Empire and then essentially the end of the, or what happened between Return of the Jedi and essentially the end of uh, the Empire, as it were, where the armistice was signed, the New Republic formed, and the Battle of Jakku was the big piece, like you saw at the end of Battlefront Two, um, okay. which I love. So, um, so yeah, there there are pieces that inform upon that, 
and I think that yes, I I enjoyed I enjoy this a little bit more in different ways. Like I was telling you guys, I was really enjoying the third act, the big space fight, and this thing and that thing, and and then the the big slug out with. Uh, with Kylo and, you know, his, his ex biker gang, you know, and how he was chopping them up, um, you know, the dyad, yeah, the dyad in the force and the, you know, doing the magic trick. Ray, Ray was like, is this your card? <laughs> He's such a mood in that scene. Just like so everything. Great. Holy yeah. shit. Just land like the, the parallels with, with Kylo Ren landing on Exegol and going down and then Ben landing on there. And he's so Han Solo Mm -hmm. from just jumping headfirst down onto the giant chain. Hello kitten. Uh, To to the the no look shot to the shrug, the like taking a breath with the lightsaber. Holy balls. That's a great scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie, same same kind of question. Any, anything else or like did you, were you kind of like okay with this from the start um i wasn't okay with it from the start i do remember <laughs> watching it and being like what the hell is going i'm like first off if this is a place that no one can get how are people getting there enough to get supplies for an entire fleet of death yeah. star, and, star destroying and, shit like um, the word did not get out at all well, this is being made. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's full of kyber crystals yeah. or they're getting them from yeah. somewhere. Yeah, right. like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, by 10,000 people each, so right, that's Right, and like you've, you've had the time to train this entire fleet and build this entire fleet, and no one knows about it. And it's also in an area that no one can get to, and no one knows where it is. Okay, sure. There's okay, back, suspend that belief. There's a back but, door. There's a back door. Yeah, they just go out the back. I have not really read any of the comics, nor have I read any of the books. And so for me, like, yes, I can see where with the Mandalorian, they're trying to fill in the gaps of like, oh, no, he was always into cloning and trying to live forever. But it kind of goes to a pro like the problem for me is twofold, where like looking at the MCU, it is a cohesive narration within that, like you do not have to read comic books to understand what is going on within the, the MCU. And in fact, if I mean, and granted, I understand there are different universes, different galaxies. Yes. But it makes it cohesive where you don't have to do what I, I always called the lost problem of like, I don't know if you all remember when people were watching lost, you know, like had to go on the forums and you yeah. had to like find out all of these, like, and read huge threads about what the directors oh, were yeah. intending. I am not going to watch a show ever where I have to do that. That's too much right. time and energy, mm-hmm. but I feel like if they can't keep it cohesive within the narrative that they're trying to tell where they're like, Oh, well, if you read these other six books, that will make it make more sense. Like, yes, those books can enrich it, but it shouldn't be cr- critical to the story to be able to grab onto it nailed it my other problem is i am really sick of sidious like i realized watching this i'm like he's been the bad guy this entire time through all of the movies it's only been him we've had multiple heroes we've had multiple hero leads but it's just always been him and it feels very one note at this point because it's like oh well he's just this evil monster and that's what evil is like it's not that there are bad people you know who make bad decisions and who can you know be self-centered and vicious and cruel it is nope he is possessed with all of the past sith lords Mm. and so he has just become this apex of evil and it just feels very i mean i'm this is going to sound funny saying where it's a story about space wizards <laughs> and you know <laughs> giant you know yeah. two-legged dogs but it feels very unrealistic right because the evil is just this like big bad that's the, that, that's the other belief, belief you can't suspend is the yeah the, the all-encompassing like evil 
on on a flip side like i i i don't know for me i kind of dig that because it's uh it's it sidious is always playing space chess while everyone else is playing at best space checkers and most of the time like space shoots and ladders like this guy's so far ahead of everyone else that it makes sense that he's the one pulling the strings kind of like I mean, through through back to the MCU reference, like kind of like Thanos, like always in the background, this looming threat. And like you right. had the the Infinity Saga that, you know, Thanos was really only a villain in a couple, mm. but he was always kind of in the background working. Right. And it was happening. New, New York happened and, because of him and this thing happened because of him. And I would for, agree if it if the rest of the galaxy didn't have to be so absolutely brain dead for it to work. Because it's not that he's playing chess, he's playing shoots and ladders and everybody else is sitting at the board going, I don't understand. They're picking picking their nose. Right, they're trying to climb the shoots and ride down the ladders. (laughs) So I'm like, literally, again, this dude built an entire armada and nobody noticed. The more more times you say it, the more just absolutely ridiculous it is because they're like, oh, we can't get there because we got to fly through all this red rocks and stuff and and then yeah so yeah how did they possibly i mean literally hundreds of thousands if not millions of people yeah together to build this and literally no one knew about it right i mean and like i said they had a crew there were a thousand star destroyers the star destroyer has ten thousand to fifty thousand people on each one Mm -hmm. i'm not great at math but that's a whole lot like i said everybody came in from the back door (laughs) that's how they got Um, that is that is a hundred percent just how it happened. Um, <laughs> and it's for <laughs> I'll go to a DC reference on this. It's the the Joker uh, at the start of the the Dark Knight. Just you know, he hires all these people to help him, and then just right. you know gets Here's them the to shoot each other, other and right. he's the one that shoots the last guy. And he's like, yeah, here's my fleet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he did. He killed it. It's like in Clerks, Katie. You'll not appreciate this because you won't watch Clerks. They had a long conversation about personal responsibility in choosing a construction job because the one clerk is saying to the other clerk, well, you know, that Death Star wasn't, you know, you think the average stormtrooper knows anything about installing a toilet main? All they know is killing in white uniforms. Mm-hmm. So any independent contractor on that Death Star who died when it was blown up, it was a personal decision. So it was the same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Marcus Chucklin. Mark, Mark, you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about clerks ne- th- this very uh, next week on Code 47. Katie refused to be a part of it, which I understand. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Yes. Uh, that's, I, I, I do. I, I like Clerks. Uh, it's good. Good stuff. Um, I haven't watched that movie in a while. I'm going to have to go revisit that. We might. We, we need a third chair. It might end up being you. <laughs> oh, no, give, me, give me a share. I'll see if I can rewatch it. All right. Uh, it's, been, it's been years. It's been years. I definitely need to rewatch. Um, okay. okay. Let's let's jump back in. I want to get your favorite scenes from this movie. There's for me, this one's the, there's a lot to go with here. So I'm going to start with you guys on this one, Katie. Any favorite scenes that, oh, that you've, jumped out? You've already mentioned it. It's the it's the Ben shrug after he gets that lightsaber, and he's just they all stand around. He's like, eh, hey guys, that was, the, hey. That, was the, that was the meme of Han Solo, uh, yes. where the top of it is the Great Harvest Bread, but it's burned out and says Great Vest Bro, and he's gone. Yes, that's it. That's that's the, best bro. The, like if yeah. it, it kills me that we just didn't get more Ben in right. there. Because right. like he's there for just that one little section and right. he needed so much more Ben in this. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Just 
more more Ben in, in general. I, mm-hmm. I I would have loved absolutely. Um, and there, yeah, I came up with a way that like they could kind of bring him back, kind of thing, um, for either as a, a force ghost or or kind of um, same way they brought Ahsoka back. Although that shouldn't work twice. There's there's some holes, but I mean it's Star Wars. And the door, they want to bring Adam Driver back. They're going to um, bring him back. But the, the, I mean, doors, the doors between the galaxy and the crystal yeah. skull and everything. Yes, exactly. He's an yeah, amazing I, actor. I think so. it would be. I think it'd be really interesting um, as a dyad for him to be gone and for Ray to start losing her way because he's gone. Because you know, I think the dyad. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, with her weakened, uh, Finn has to be the one that goes and brings him back. So it's it's Finn kind of confronting his hatred for, for Kylo Ren and the first order and all that stuff that he tried to run from. And now he's running straight towards it to save, uh, to save Ray. That'd be cool. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like that. That's the only way I could really see them kind of bringing him back or doing something that I think would be interesting character wise, kind of centering on Finn, but bringing Adam driver and Ben back uh, and trying to get Finn to separate Ben from Kylo and, and, can you do because that's always been a thing in star wars uh even with the the originals like oh darth vader killed billions of people across the galaxy but like cool you know like off camera there's like you know just just the younglings and he's a force ghost and he's like hey what's up what did i miss yeah (laughs) it's like dude and uh you know it's like come on man (laughs) like what the hell how did you get to become a force ghost you were terrible up to 30 seconds ago yes thank you thank you that was the weirdest conversation with obi-wan where people are like oh well no but vader is different than i'm like no vader didn't actually kill anakin anakin and vader are the same person anakin just made bad choices (laughs) i know constantly that is yes. so, so so gaslighting narcissistic behavior of Anakin. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other scenes stand out, Katie? Um, I loved the scenes of um, Ray on the skimmer. Um, just the entire like those big ocean scenes with, the, oh. with waves. Again, that was one of the, like my cinema or the, one of the cinematography favorites of mine mm-hmm. of the movie is just that entire fight scene with the waves crashing through. And, you know, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about on Secret Friends Unite uh, yesterday of I just love it when there's those larger than life moments of just these forces of nature that are so overwhelming to the person who's in this. So anytime you get to see like the person who's like teeny, teeny, tiny, and it's super big stuff that they have to I'm like, oh, gives me chills. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Charlie. Well, like I said, like like I had echoed earlier, I like the the pew pew explosion y third act. Really, all the all mm-hmm. the space stuff. That great visual when the, the it, it's it, it's not a navy; it's just people. Like what looks like a thousand ships just goes boop 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 boop, boop and just all that. And the Falcon drops down, and honest to God, Eagle Eye, the ghost is right behind it. The ghost from yep. Rebels is right mm-hmm. there. So, which is, you see the ghost from Rebels is also in Rogue One. So that show has, you know, that, that ship has had had life outside of that show. Um, I dug it, you know, the, the little, you know, Lando's was almost really more of a cameo than anything, but you also get Wedge back as a cameo. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the story was not without stakes. You lost big fat Greg Grunberg as as uh, Snap Wexley, who mm-hmm. uh, has a great backstory in this aftermath aftermath novel that I've been watching. Wedge was actually his stepfather and his mother was a rebel pilot at Endor. And there's a whole backstory. So that kind of was like, oh, I really kind of liked him. He was, and I met him. I met him at Wizard World in Chicago in 2019. Very nice guy. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Loved Babu Frick. That's a, always makes April smile. <laughs> I did that we're getting him back, you know, but um, yeah, th- this was, this had the most kind of Star Warsiness for me. Uh, yeah at the end there but it, with the absolutely incomprehensible how do they build this damn fleet fleet <laughs> i um yeah yeah there's there's so many little scenes i'm gonna run through a few because there, there's a there's a bunch um it's so stupid i know it's stupid but it gets me every time and i always chuckle lightsaber versus flashlight that is such They're a great under- scene yes the underground and they're just like everyone's alive it's like you know and c-3po's like hey i was alive too no one said my name and it's just like there's yes. so those stupid little gags and then ray lights the lightsaber and finn just or sorry poe uh lights the flashlight and then they just look at each other like and finn looks at him like no no Man, you don't have no. the biggest stick under here <laughs> um just it's so stupid but every single time and on the flip side of that like that one gets a chuckle i still die a little bit inside and actually screamed out loud in the theater which i don't usually do when i thought they actually killed chewy yes screamed out loud in a movie theater no like yeah. just, no. just no. that like no. died and still die and i know he's back in like two scenes mm-hmm. um Charlie, you mentioned Lando. I do love his arrival with the resistance and Poe's speaking of, of one of the things that, that I think you get added from seeing the last Jedi is Poe's turn in this. He's such a hot shot. And I, I, I mentioned last time how I love seeing him get knocked down a peg mm-hmm. in the last one mm-hmm. uh, to thoughtful leader, uh, resistance leader, general, and asking Lando, how they did it, uh, doubting himself, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I think Lando comes in at a perfect time, um, for that scene. I know he was introduced before, but I I love that, that little moment between them. Um, and similar timing kind of thing or like around the, so Lando comes when, when Leia dies, but, uh, short and sweet Jedi Leia Mm -hmm. wanted more. I mean, they yeah. they did what they could because every that, every, every yeah. component of what they did with her was recycled footage from the first two films in the trilogy. Mostly, yeah. uh, was cut stuff yeah. from uh, from the Force Awakens. Yeah. So yeah, um, because what yeah. what I what I originally heard was this was to have been her story. This was this was the Correct. episode. You know, we had a, a Han featured so heavily in the Force Awakens. Last Jedi was about Luke and kind of where he landed, and then this film would have been about leia but we you know we we obviously we lost carrie at the end of 2016 and that's mm-hmm. yeah that was that was yeah. much as to be done um so the last thing i'll mention um although yeah speaking about luke's story i love watching him pull the x-wing from the the ocean mm-hmm. uh just a, a nice such a great throwback to yoda and and luke's training and stuff like that uh, uh, go, going back to the, our greatest hits conversation um and 
Oh, another. Uh, <laughs> we don't get Jedi Finn, but we do get Jedi uh, uh, Finn and Janna kicking a ton of ass. Uh, oh, yes. that turn, oh, yeah. Which I do love seeing what, that. that what bit, what again, a great squad. Me, I loved it. And it makes me wish that there was more of that leadership and, and more of like his platoon of ex stormtroopers and that kind of stuff. And, and maybe in the future, we'll see. I would love to see uh, like a TV show, show or something about that, that too. Story. I mean, because they did set it up with Lando saying like, hey, let's figure out where you're, let's from. Figure out where you're from. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yes, right. please. If, that, if we get some sort of offshoot with Lando, yeah. like taking in all of these ex stormtroopers and like yep. finding out their origin stories and building them out to be like the first right. like fleet of the New Republic. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, yes, yes. You just gave me such a great idea. A Lando show show that alternates between him and, and, you know, Janna and and trying to find where the stormtroopers came from, like modern, you know, after the the sequels. Uh, But then, but then also flashbacks to his stories. And it's oh, Donald yeah. Glover. So it's the uh, it's that would be great. Yes. basically like Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, you know, which if you yeah. at all yeah. with that show, yeah. Taking an episode so, at a time. Uh sorry, the last the last one I, I do want to mention is the be with me scene at the end and all the yeah. voices coming back mm-hmm. from yeah. animated voices to like right. people we only heard a, a little bit. Um just I, I love that. And then again to reference the last episode, Ray wins this whole thing not by destroying what she hates. She defends what she loves. Her whole thing is a defensive stance with the two lightsabers. She does not attack. She Mm -hmm. protects like the Jedi have to. That fixed the Jedi. They got turned into soldiers. They got turned into an army and the Jedi have to protect. That is number one. Palpatine defeats himself once she lets God, yeah, yeah, that absolutely. So much with the prequels, the OT, like everything, she just that fixed it. And uh, by listening to Rose from The Last Jedi, which makes Rose in this movie more frustrating, but I love that scene. Yes. Very much frustrating. Yes. Listen, listen to your heart. That would be yep. Roxette 1990. Like, I, know, I, feel, I feel like <laughs> on the radio, we'll be hearing you with you all night on the night shift. <laughs> I, I won't be. I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I was just say, we're not going to be here all night. Yeah. Um, okay. I importance do... ranking for you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to throw out because you mentioned C three PO, and I think that they did a great job with C three PO in this. Like, because like yeah. even when he comes in, he's like, "Oh, we're holding hands." And, like he just like inserts himself <laughs> so perfectly, but in like <laughs> such a lovable way because he, he walks it really fine line of being just absolutely irritating. And you're just like, please, someone just destroy him. But right. then, like, he just, they just, they nailed it in this one of him just like, like you said, like, oh, I know you didn't say my name, but I'm okay. It's fine. <laughs> and his, his one last look at my friends. Yes. Is it like, was so heartbreaking. If anyone has hated C3PO ever and then watches that scene and doesn't feel a tiny bit bad for hating C3PO, like, when your, t- your tiny heart is sizes itself. too small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Th- that, yeah, looking a, at yeah. looking at my friends exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So great. Um, overall importance for you, ranking overall importance to the story. Where do you guys feel this kind of sits for you personally, and for like your your look on the 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 entire series? Um, how's how's this sit for you guys? Hmm. It's kind of that- a TBD for me. Yeah, that's a challenging one. And I would think, and maybe Katie, you're having the same thought. Maybe it is something that is as yet to be informed. 
um, mm. because there could be something else that big, builds significance around it. So whether mm. it's something that comes afterwards, like this great Lando series where yes, he's, he's helping all these lost stormtroopers, you know, find their families and he's, you know, traveling the galaxy, but you're also seeing, you know, Lando stories in the past and they bring back Phoebe Waller bridge as L3 and, um, you know, but, but that's all spawned from this or it's, you know, what's the real next trilogy or the next great series that comes from the new, new Republic. That's, you know, that like Palpatine's finally gone. What happens next? You know, what's the next great threat? What's the next great, great thing right. to be spun uh, from it's, this? Yeah. It, and, and that's, that's where I look at this and, and I, I find it interesting. And I, I think they have to solve is, if if Palpatine is uh, going, you know, I'll, I'll do another MCU reference. Uh, he who remains, um, who has been protecting, quote unquote, you know, the the universe or the galaxy from, you know, it, Pal- Palpatine's always wanted power. He's always wanted control. Um, he thinks he's bringing order and peace to the galaxy, right? And and mm-hmm. you know, can I? paraphrase Anakin uh, slash Vader. But so what, what was that peace and control from? Is there, is there a Kang behind this? He who remains was, was Palpatine the he who remains or was he the Kang? Which, which is he? And I think it'd be interesting if Palpatine was he who remains. Sure. He hated the Jedi. Sure. He was maniacal and twisted and disturbing and, and terrible, but is there something worse? Or is it the the pikes? Is it the the huts? Is it um, you know the the Nihil coming back? Is it is it something worse that he's been keeping at bay through fear? Oh and that right, he's okay. Gone, right here um, it comes right. You know something something that was scared of Palpatine. And that's the only thing that it was keeping in check. Um, you know, is if he's gone, what what is there something worse that can come out, or is it just mayhem? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's, there's a few ways they can go. So wow, the possibilities. Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, t- TBD, I would agree. Um, it's tough to see how this might inform things that, that kind of swirl around it. Um, so yeah, not sure. Also not do, sure. Do you guys think it was a good way to close out? Like if that was a saga, was, was this the end game? Like, was this, Endgame for me was such a perfect way to close out a saga. Right, right. And I mean, Ray even had, I am all the Jedi. She had her, I am Iron Man moment in this. Yeah. Is it, is it a good close? Like could, I mean, I think despite the messiness of the story, yes, because like you were saying, Mm -hmm. Ray did, she defended versus attacking and she became what the Jedi were supposed to be and what they have been striving for and the struggle that they always had back and forth. And like, I guess that's why I say TBD as far as where it lands with me, because if the next series just goes back to Jedi fighting wars and right. doing what they always did, then I'm going to be like, okay, well, what's the point of this then? Like, what did you learn anything while building out the story? If we're just going back to Jedi or fighting fascism, you know, a <laughs> right. rinse and repeat of what we've seen over the past, you know, Jedi are accidentally fascism and supporting it. Oops. Now Jedi are fighting fascism. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I think that it was a really nice ending to this. And it's, I would like to see it happen, you know, where we're maybe several centuries in the future and, you know, they're telling stories of, you know, the Jedi Ray Skywalker, but you know, the Jedis are now something completely different mm. in terms of what we know. 
where they have gone back to, you know, the defense and the, you know, kind of minimalism. Kind of, you know, I, I want to see them more like airbenders, where it was you fight with resistance, you know, versus mm. you fight with attacking. Mm-hmm. You know, to throw an Avatar Last Airbender reference. <laughs> That's the better Avatar thing. I'll allow it. <laughs> Not the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, I'd love to see... And, and this was kind of the start of the fall, but I'd love to to see, yeah, Ray carry on a Jedi that were a little bit closer to the High Republic stuff of like, right. you can treat the Force in different ways. And and my path through the Force might not be your path where, you know, by the time we see the, the prequel trilogy, it's like, no, this is the path. This is the right. light side. You That's have to do this. You have to do that. Right. Um, listen to the council and do this. And it's like, you know, back then the high Republic, like you see in the comics and novels and stuff that it's just like, nah, fucking do what you want, man. <laughs> like, yeah. just, you can kind of go off and, you know, like sing or dance or, you know, train in, in whatever way kind of floats your boat. So, um, yeah, I think there's so many interesting ways to go. <laughs> Hi, Kitchen. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Mm, no, I, like I said, it's, um, it sets a stage, like you said, regardless of the messiness, to Katie's point, um, it sets a stage that feels like it could be a genuine transition to things that lay beyond. We just haven't done anything with it. You know, all we've done is just take a step back and now we're Mando and Mando's a huge hit, but it's still a prequel of sorts to it's a different piece of the timeline. So what mm-hmm. And the only thing we've had looking forward is a comic here and there and Lego movies, which are non-canonical. So what? Mm-hmm. And when are we going to get something that really launches us forward from this point? That's what I'm excited to see. Uh, I mean, Mark, we're dying for it to be the Rogue Squadron movie, and that just seems to be that just seems to be kind of tits up. I hate to say it, and I, and I wonder if they're having that problem that I just mentioned. Like, I wonder if they're trying to find the villain. Like, what? Right. Who are they? Who are they fighting? Is it just Rogue Squadron going to clean up the? the syndicates or is it is it you know Mm -hmm. they're they're fighting space pirates like who are they right what what is the purpose of an army when you've defeated the big bad army right you know what i mean like what what is this the the fleet of a thousand ships exactly the 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 war is over like you don't see a world war ii fighter squadron happen like the you know the the movie that happens after world war ii like you don't right. see that like world, you know, war, two, world war two and a half yes exactly yeah right like it's um yeah so i don't it, it's yeah maybe we'll just we'll get uh top gun in space I, I really don't you know i don't know um we'll see uh it'll be interesting to see where they go yes indeed cool yeah katie thank you so much for joining us again yeah absolutely <laughs> This was great. I was really worried that this was going to be like a, a like terrible, like poo poo kind of conversation, kind of, or like <laughs> not, not because of you, but because of the. No, the it's movie it's fine. I understand. Yeah, the, the, um, the overall, and, you know, and, reception. Yeah, uh, and and possibly like a short episode where we would just be like, yeah, it's a movie. Uh, but <laughs> this was a really great discussion. So thank you so much for sure. for, for joining us and and for uh, for kind of leading our way through this uh, this conversation. That was leading fantastic. Our way. Indeed. yeah absolutely yeah. thank you so much i really enjoyed myself and it gave me an excuse to watch a movie that i apparently liked a lot more than i remembered look at that <laughs> Good. It's glad all, we can be that excuse for you all growth. i love it uh where can people find you on the internet um you can find me on twitter on uh, qt geek that's q underscore t geek and on instagram at quintessential geek excellent right. and if uh, were you pointing at me 
Yes, yeah, that was. Anthony, yeah. well, you can find me uh, as always on Twitter at the C three. Go ahead and spell it out. Uh, my lovely wife April and I run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is a chapter of the uh, Star Trek International Fan Club, of which Katie has now joined us as our always ensign, our lower decker. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on the website of that name and on socials all across at that too. Uh, I also try to fill up all the news feed of the Secret Friends Unite. Uh, Facebook groups um, when there is something interesting happening. And that's where I'm at. Mark, you, you can find me at the underscore Canardian on Instagram, Twitter, uh, our discord channel, TikTok, wherever, uh, you know, any of those places, um, but mostly Twitter. That's, that's kind of my main jam uh, and Instagram. Um, yeah. So please, you know, follow us, uh, follow us on discord, follow us on, on YouTube, get, uh, get our, our likes and subs up and uh yeah thanks for joining us for this this whole saga this was great good stuff awesome well with that as friends as always i will say the thing that mark says am i getting my shows wrong do you say something now do i wear a hat in this one i can't remember (laughs) you know what i'm just gonna end this by saying may the force be with you rex play us out that was a long one, man. You, you just went for it. Though. That was good. Got to. I was. It, you know what? What's that song? I got. The, I got the music in me. I got. I think yeah. I we're getting those. We're getting those. Yeah. This is. Oh God! Are we, are we still rolling? Shit! Oh, I okay. think we are. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's just I'm a good way to go. Keep going. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.